Baby on the neck getting foolish Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley I'm just coolin', coolin' with the gang Coolin' with the gang, Cooley in the gang Baby on the neck getting foolish Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley I'm just coolin', coolin' with the gang Coolin' with the gang, Cooley in the gang Nothing better than a professor, watch him cook up coolin' Big G, can't forget my nigga Mike Cooley Keep it hot like a pot of carrot, sweet as Mayberry Question is, is she single? We'll find out when I call and I'll be geeking off G. Laughing till I'm nauseous. Call she in, they going all in. Leaving no stones unturned, no topic untouched. They love the guts and they fuck shit up. Brother, I keep my money right. Make sure you keep that money right. Make sure you keep that money right. Glam share, keep the jewelry tight. Make sure you keep it. We on weekly. Make sure you peep it. Matt King stayed among the best kept secret. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, so do it. Introduce it, the gang and Mike Cooley. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling, cooling with the gang, cooling with the gang, Cooley in the gang. We be on the neck getting foolish. Live on the set with the gang and Mike Cooley. I'm just cooling, cooling with the gang, cooling with the gang, Cooley in the gang. Radio. Yeah, them sounds is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> them sound effects is back, baby. Oh, happy, happy. Let the guns go real quick. Oh, y'all might hear all that shit. Man. No, no. <laughs> you acting like a whole kid over there. Oh, y'all excited. Hey, Troya. Hey. 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 She repping that Atlanta's. Oh, she repping for the A today, baby. That's the wrong jersey. They just sent my team home. Oh, home, home. They ain't even had to go far. It was already there. Welcome back, Troya. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to be back. Well, you you only were here for an hour last time. You may change your mind after this. <laughs> See, I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I had um, the goal was to hold some of the books to do future giveaways. I went to Baltimore for the weekend and I came back with none. Somebody saw me give one and they was like, "What's that? Let me see. Let what's that? Let me see." So they're gone. That's wonderful. All the books are gone, and it was a very, very, very warm welcome from the book. Uh, my property manager, she texted me the other day, and she was like, according to this book, I think I'm a dude. So, <laughs> so that, that was dope. Like, So we definitely appreciate that. What's up, Linnea? Um, I mean, I got, I got a full one, so I want to jump. Uh, I want to jump right in, if y'all don't mind. Um. This first one I saw, and this came out the blue. Mayberry and I were talking about this um, earlier. Uh, let me see if I can uh, get this screen share up. I want to just share the picture, not the whole thing. But um, it says Fauci warns, Fauci warns dangerous Delta variant is the greatest threat 
to U.S. COVID efforts. So apparently there is a uh, a new variant of coronavirus, uh, and they're calling it the Delta. Um, it says it's spreading so quickly in the United States that it's likely the mutant strain will become predominant in the nation within weeks, according to federal health officials. At a White House briefing on COVID-19 on Tuesday, wait, is this old? Is this new, Mayberry? This is new, right? I think that's new, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Because it's not even just Delta. They also just said something about Alpha. It's one that's there in two different countries. Um, and apparently they've mutated and they're now showing signs here in the United States, which to me is crazy because we're in the process of opening completely back up where I literally had somebody walk past me while I was coming out of a store and I had my mask on. He didn't have his mask on and got a little too close to me. So I swerved. He was just like, July, July 1st. I said, what? He said, we ain't got to wear no mask no more. I said, yo, that's for you. That ain't for me. Mm-hmm. They got the Delta, the Alpha, and they, what's next? Beta Gamma? Like, what's whatever? You know what I mean, I don't know what's next. Right. So why are we opening things up if we got all of this extra stuff going on? Or to Mike earlier, is this a way for us to have to forcing people to get vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- you realize that first strand wasn't strong enough to kill us all. So we had to come out with another one. Mike, wait a message. Wait a message. Mike. Oh, yeah. I'll be slipping. Oh, Lord. I forgot wait what a message. That is my bad. Where's that? Better act like y'all know. <laughs> So let's get this out here right now. We are not, none of us are, we are not giving any medical advice to anyone. This is an open forum for uh, conversation and dialogue. Uh, we are not telling you what to do or what not to do. We are just having a conversation about our thoughts and our feelings. Opinions. Opinions. <laughs> this is terrible. So for so- me, I feel like, all right, we didn't open the schools back up without having the children vaccinated. They would have to have their whole vaccination list for anything else, measles, chicken pox, mumps, whatever. They have to have that proof of verification of that. We sent the kids back to school. No vaccination. There's people out here that are still not vaccinated, but they want everybody to take their mask off. Is that also a force for people that are not vaccinated to go get vaccinated as well? I I don't know. I don't know what direction, you know, they're going in with, with it, but I just... If anything, now and I still don't, I, I don't feel safe. So a minute ago, like we talked about this some weeks back, I was in prison, didn't know what I got locked up for. I was saying, threw Mayberry in the cell, locked me up for a year and a half. I ain't know why. Then all of a sudden they open up the doors and say, hey, yeah, you free. Mm. And now they about to lock us back down again. Or are they? I had, a, um, I, I just so happened to bump into a young lady that works, um, Trying to think of what her title, what she told me her title was. She works on, <clears throat> she works with viruses, and she tries to find out the source and also um, how to deal with viruses. And of course, the uh, coronavirus came up as a, a a topic. And what she said was, now this is a person that works with viruses. She said she hasn't been vaccinated yet. So I said. I said, okay, why? She said, because I'm not sure about it. She said, I just, she said, I've been working with viruses for a while. 
She said, and something about this vaccination doesn't sit well with me. She said, uh, people always want to bring up the fact that we use that we've been getting vaccinated for the flu and other things for years. She said, yeah, but you're talking about something that's been um, developed over 30 years. She said she was saying that this is something that is brand new, that they're basically trialing on people and they're telling you that, well, if something happens, we told you it was just a trial. We didn't really know what the outcome was going to look like. So <clears throat> they're basically washing their hands of any type of fault when it comes to this. She told me that the issue that's coming down now is because of the type of job that she holds. They're talking about if you don't get vaccinated as of, I think she said July, July 1st, if I'm not mistaken, that her job may be in jeopardy. So she's trying to figure out if she is actually going to continue to work or if she's just going to leave mm. because she's saying that, you know, she just don't agree with this whole vaccination thing. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, um, I don't either. And the fact that it seems like to me like there's so many different ploys and plugs to try to get me to get vaccinated, that makes it even worse. Like, I just feel like why, why why this we've had so many other things come along even if you think back even when hiv came out and that was a big issue and that was killing people they still didn't behave like they're behaving with this mm -hmm. and because of that it just makes me feel like man it's something more to this like it's it, it gotta be a, a a trick waiting for people and she and that's what she said she said you know it's one of those things where it may not affect people for 10, 20 years from now, or it may not affect you at all. It may affect your children if you have children. Um, if you get pregnant and have children. I was about to say conceive, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just got to be real careful with this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'll, you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can say what you want to say. But let me, let me start off by saying the first thing is this. We played a video some years, some, not years ago. We played some video, a video a few months ago about Biden talking about some some racist stuff. But I told you guys, everybody heard the racist comment that he made or whatever. But what I heard was the fact that upper white America is realizing that their time of being a power or in control is ending. That's what I heard. So because that's what I heard, what I'm saying to myself is they are pulling out all the stops, all of the stops, including vaccinations, including viruses, including war that we're seeing now, including everything, flooding the communities with. I was surprised the other day for somebody to tell me that they really not even selling. Now, I know this is a little out of the way, but that they're not even selling dope on the streets no more. They're selling fentanyl. You understand that fentanyl is killing. That's what they're selling now. So if you think for if you think about this for a second, where does fentanyl come from? Like this, this don't come out, this don't come on the streets by accident. This is not something that's that's happening by mistake, but everybody's so blind. Everybody's just like, oh, well, you gotta do this because the good old white man said you're supposed to do it this way. All right, go ahead. You know, I understand. You, you, do, you do what you're gonna do. I just I just can't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Not, not right now, I can't go. Yeah, I feel you. And it goes back to the Georgia Godstones, man. You look at the Georgia yeah. Godstones and it pretty much, Unless you know, 
Yeah. They got to get the population under a certain amount of people in order to, as they say, preserve the planet. So, I mean, you just look at everything that's going on, man. They're already trying to stop uh, reproduction. You know what I mean? Look at all of the, I mean, you take all the people that's in jail, all the guys getting killed by police, um, all the men and women that's turning gay. You know what I mean? You're already cutting down on reproduction there. You know, and then you putting these viruses out here, like you said, the vaccines. It's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. Well, the article goes on to further. I'm sorry, Troy, I didn't even get, let you. Um, Troy, I'm telling you, it's like double Dutch. If you want it, you take like, <laughs> what you got to do. Um, pass. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything intelligent to say. Um, the, well, I, let me just be transparent. The only reason why I got the vaccine was because, and I just got it. Uh, well, yeah, I've had both of them. I just had my second shot two weeks ago so i'm fully vaccinated technically now but um my daughter who is 17 has a lot of stuff she's a senior now she has a lot of stuff going on and she was saying that for them a lot of stuff the vaccine was required so i was like well if something happened to you it might as well happen to me so we're gonna die let's die together that was my answer and i, don't, I know that's ignorant but i don't trust anything that the government is offering unless it's cheese or free money um and, and not even that but uh that's just from my perspective that's just where i'm at with it <laughs> But I just got it because, and, and even when my mom and dad were insisting that I get it, uh, well, especially my dad, because as soon as he, it was available, he got it real fast, quick, in a hurry. But and he's 75, he got Moderna, he didn't have any side effects. But um, I just was like, well, daddy, I'll just see you later because I'm not getting it. But you know, I did finally just break down and get it, but not because I trusted, just because of because uh, of my daughter. I can understand that. I um. But see, I don't have like if, if you chose to get the vaccine, that's fine. My issue is okay. Now they're saying if everybody went to get the vaccine, now all of a sudden now something new comes. Now, now here comes something new. But now this vaccine ain't gonna be free. I bet like you had to pay for this one. Like <laughs> no, we 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 gave you the free just to see all right who gonna do it. Now we are gonna put that one out. It just it was a tester. Now mm -hmm. all right, who gonna pay? But I don't know. Like and now we got Delta. And it's saying that um, Delta won't, I mean, the, the vaccine won't keep you from getting it, which none of it, but it will, I guess, help curve uh, the uh, brutalness of the virus or, you know, just kind of help you ease through, I guess. But I mean, all I can tell people is like anything you were doing as a preventative measure before the vaccine came out, like I know like you couldn't get vitamins in the store, like people yeah. really were conscious of taking care of themselves for a whole year and then as things started to die down even i'm not even gonna lie even in my house like i told my wife the other day i was like you realize we stopped taking our vitamins like we were before like don't stop just keep doing what you were doing um yeah just don't stop you know just take care don't of yourself. dirty huh just don't be dirty yeah, wash your freaking hands. Like, I mean, that's just step I'm one. Like, Stop working the whole day or going at the gym and coming home and laying across your bed with your street clothes. Mm. <laughs> All y'all nasty people that think that that's acceptable behavior. It's nasty. You at the gym, you sweating, and then you coming in and you lay all across your bed resting. That's just nasty. Sorry. All right. That's just, I can't stand when people do that. It's nasty. No, I understand. Mm. Uh, yeah. G, we see you uh, over in Twitterland, but you're not where you should be, brother. 
Um, you plan on coming on the show today? We would. He's like fishing. To- oh yeah, he went fishing again. I forgot. Uh, fishing is greater than the Cooley and the Gang show. You mean the Cooley yeah, show? There's the answer. Nope, he ain't coming. <laughs> so when the girl when the girl was talking to me about the vaccination, I told her I said, you know, I don't really have an opinion on getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. All I tell people to do, like I've been saying since the beginning, do your own research. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to what the media has to tell you. Do your own research on it. Draw your own conclusion about it. If you decide to get the vaccination, then so be it. If I decide not to get the vaccination, then so be it. You know, my father said something. It's funny because my father was the first one, too, that ran and got his. When my father went and got it, he said to me, and he, he uses this logic for a lot of different things. Wouldn't you rather have something and never need it than to need something and not have it? That's that's his logic for a lot of stuff. Mm, makes sense. And what I said to him was the difference between me and that type of logic for that is I'm going to take responsibility however it goes. If I get sick and go in the hospital and God forbid I get deathly ill, die or whatever, I'm not going to blame it on anybody. I'm not going to say it's somebody's fault. I'm not going to say I should have, would have, or none of that stuff. What I'm going to say is I refuse to take the vaccination. This was the outcome. And guess what? I got to take it on the chin. If if this is how it's supposed to go, this is how it's going to go. You know, a lot of times we forget. And, and again, this is my own theory. A lot of times we forget that the body is designed to fight off most things. The problem is we put in foods, the chemicals in the air, the things that we drink, um, the unnecessary stress is what breaks down the body to keep the body from producing and fighting things the way that it's supposed to. I'm just that, and I'm not saying I'm in perfect, perfect health and I do everything I'm supposed to do or anything like that. But what I'm saying to you is, if that's the case, then why is it that we got to take all these damn vaccinations and and another and another thing about that vaccination, you know, they basically going to make it with a booster, so you got to get this every year now. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing. And even at the state, I, I think I told Cooley. I think they're trying to be slick with the state. I don't know if they're going to do it with the federal government, but my supervisor just on the slide he keeps saying. Yeah, if you got your uh, vaccination, please just send that information into me so, so I can, uh, you know, forward it to HR and such and such such such. And they and they making it about the hundred dollars. That's what they're making it about. But what it really is is, you know, that if there's money involved, people are gonna be upfront about the fact that they got something done. If it ain't, if there's no money involved, you know, people will trickle in their answers. Yeah, I got it done. No, I ain't get it done. But by them doing it this way, they're gonna be able to vividly tell who did and who didn't get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, they may say, hey, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you can't come back. You can't come back to work. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I work from I work from home. And if because because my mother asked me the same question, if they said either you get vaccinated or you lose your job, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to lose my job and I'll be a part of that lawsuit that come in a couple of years about people who lost their job behind just not getting vaccinated shit. That one commercial come on like one o'clock in the morning. Did yeah. you your job because of COVID? Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, the thing that the thing that get me about people is how do you bend your rules based on what somebody else is saying? Either you mm. are or you aren't. If you are, fine. If you aren't, fine. But stick to one side. Don't don't dilly dally because they say, oh well, if you don't do this, 
well, boss told me if I don't do it, then I got to go. Oh, I guess I, I guess I go do it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's make your own decision based off of how you feel. That's my thing. Like if you if you don't do it, but you see, um, Royal Caribbean is saying that Royal Caribbean says vaccines will be mandated on all cruises except one setting sail from Florida. Um, Royal Caribbean clarified its vaccine policy ahead of the cruise lines return to the U.S. ports next month, saying Monday that all passengers 16 and older must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19, except on ships setting sail from Florida. I think it's because of Florida state laws as far as the vaccine is concerned. Mm -hmm. so. Well, Professor brought this up um, some time back. When he was saying it's going to be they're going to make it where so it's mandatory if you want to travel you're going to have to produce some type of but then you know people going i'll be out here getting clever like he said faking documentation uh -huh. um and this is why they're trying to make it digital where it's now going to be stored in your phone so that people can't do that so that they have a way to track it well, all that chip is coming they're gonna make you get that chip we already walking around That's with good. the chip anybody That's that has good. a phone an apple watch or a samsung all of that is a chip it's it's it can record you it's tracking your location mm. it's it's watching all of your keystrokes because we're more on our phones and devices than we are on pc so you think that the apps that's running there isn't stuff running in the background that is storing all of your keystrokes so people get with it mm. so you, you think it's looking at how many times i look at x videos too <laughs> look, we know that you do that every two seconds or your lunch break hey, yo, that's that's a violation they ain't supposed to do that <laughs> but, it, but here's the thing we volunteer a lot of that information we do social media is a way to capture information we volunteer it i see apple I just how do I know about, I now where um, all your apps now as soon as you go open it up again it says ask app not to track hmm. so I to, like go in and, and uh, i just know and if anybody's paying attention search something on google and then go on instagram and watch how you don't yeah, see those right. things mm -hmm. being sponsored right. So tell me that your keystrokes are not being monitored and recorded. There is a, a DLL or some type of file, spyware, adware, malware, whatever we want to call it. Something is in the background of these applications and it stores data. It stores those keystrokes. So if you're putting in your address, you're putting in um, social security numbers. That's personal identification information. You might be putting in stuff pertaining to your health. That's personal health information. We are volunteering a lot of stuff right now, and we don't know. Data is critical. And I only know that because I'm from the IT world. Data security right now is very, very, very critical in today's time. It just really is. And we don't pay enough attention to it. And because everything is no longer like on-prem and in a building, a lot of stuff is doing, done online, cloud computing. It's easy to get into that information. It's very easy. All right. Well, you know what this is gonna end up uh, like huh? it's gonna end up like y'all remember on Demolition Man? <laughs> how like they had the people that was living yeah. underground because they wouldn't conform to they what the people up there wanted them to do. Yeah, that's how it's gonna end up here. Well, unless you move to the south, because here in Georgia, they may, they outlawed um, asking questions about everything. So right. not, not only can your employer not give you an incentive to get the vaccine, they can't even ask you if you've had the vaccine. That's uh, they classified it as personal medical information and you cannot even ask. So yeah. you definitely can't fire people. 
Georgia been partying since October. They didn't have <laughs> no so Georgia been getting it in. They say, fuck that COVID. Can't stop, won't stop in the A. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they go to the that's why they made it so far in the playoffs. Everybody else shut <laughs> down. They was practicing. Because hey, they, hey. they was practicing. <laughs> they, they practicing. They uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So um, so like we said, you know, protect yourself, um, make your own decisions. And like the professor was saying, you know, like, well, yeah, make your own decisions. Um, Mayor Scott versus Governor Hogan. All right. So um, Mayor Scott offered um, Governor Hogan, and uh, these are the this is the Baltimore mayor and the Baltimore governor. I mean Maryland governor. Uh, the Baltimore mayor gave um, the Maryland governor a uh, ultimatum. Ellen's unemployment. I'm sorry. <laughs> employment and reemployment crisis. Many who are still out of work call on the governor to reinstate those federal unemployment benefits in Maryland until September, even as businesses across the state say they're struggling to hire workers. Amy Simpson is live right now as another public leader is joining in on that debate. Amy? Hi, Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott joining that list today. Uh, he's the very latest to urge Governor Larry Hogan to reverse his decision on these federal unemployment benefits and programs. Right now, those federal programs are set to end here in Maryland on July 3rd. Mayor Brandon Scott, along with City Council President Nick Mosby and City Comptroller Bill Henry, sending this letter to Governor Larry Hogan this morning. In it, the mayor referencing how federal unemployment benefits are set to expire nationwide in September, saying the termination of benefits in Maryland leaves a two-month gap that Baltimore families cannot bear. Scott also says the governor's decision overlooks the fact that Baltimore City's unemployment rate is 31% higher than the state as a whole. He says there are not enough jobs available, and these benefits are critical to returning Baltimore's economy to pre-pandemic levels. Two weeks ago, Hogan announced his decision to end the federal unemployment programs on July 3rd. And just days before that, he cited a labor shortage across Maryland. Bad news is that uh, pe- some people are not getting back in the workplace, and that's something we have to address. Uh, with the extended benefit. Late this afternoon, Fox 45 News questioned the governor about the letter addressed to him earlier today. I didn't see the letter, but I mean, they can send me letters every day. We just have a difference of opinion and nothing's going to change. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, President Biden agrees with us that, that it should be terminated and almost uh, all the experts in the country are saying it's really hurting. We can't get people back to work. Uh, right now, we have more jobs than we've ever had available ever before in the state of Maryland, and we can't fill them because people aren't going to work. And in his letter today, Mayor Scott also calls on the General Assembly to restore access to what he calls these uh, federally funded unemployment programs. But so far, we have not seen any further movement or evidence towards a possible special session in Annapolis. Reporting. So um, that's what's going down. Um, So we've spoken on the um, unemployment incentives and, you know, we I think we talked about how Biden said, you know, take your ass back to work. Like, let's get going. Um, so what do y'all think? Should and Mayor Scott have kind of given the governor an ultimatum? Like, No. Take your ass back to work. I ain't never stopped. I mean, but, my God. Right. Well, I'm just saying so many people then got used to getting that unemployment that where they had opportunities to get job and didn't take them because the unemployment was higher than what they would be getting paid. So how can no. I go back to work? Like if, if I've been for a year now been making more money at home than this job was giving me. Like, how can I pull myself to go back? 
Once they cut it off, you ain't got no choice. But once, yeah, but even once they cut it off, you got some people that turn down opportunities, but you got some people that didn't get an opportunity. And if they are at home or they can't, because people's situations have changed during COVID. They're, some people became caretakers. Some people had to take on other ownership and responsibility of other things and need some support in some way, form or fashion. I'm not saying, hey, give these people a whole bunch of money. But the thing is, is that they didn't manage it right when COVID hit anyway. They were throwing money around everywhere and then they're wondering why y'all don't have enough for the people that actually need it. Instead of looking at the people that were unemployed, you had people that were still working their full-time job, making six figures that were getting stimulus checks. It wasn't going to the people that lost their job. It wasn't going to the people, and you had some people that didn't even get theirs and their own government assistance. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing is, as a country as a whole, we dropped the damn ball. And then we want to sit here and try to send people back to work, no matter what the medical conditions are, no matter if people are or aren't vaccinated, they don't care. It's keep the market going. So what do you want from people? Because y'all fucked up and y'all didn't make the right choice when it came time for distribution. You're right about that. So at this point now, what do, what do you think that they can do to make sure that they are, if, if, if they do continue it? What can, what can they possibly do to make sure that they're giving it to the people that necessarily need it? Here's the thing what I saw, was, which was crazy in the news, um, was it just recently, where they had so many reported fraudulent cases in the state of Maryland where people weren't, they were filing fraudulent unemployment claims. When there's people out here that have been penalized for that same thing, and it's false because somebody over there dropped the ball. But here we are as a state, we have millions of dollars that's been distributed during COVID to people who were employed. Again, the problem is not the people. The problem is, is there wasn't a process. Nobody was prepared for anything like this but they weren't prepared for any type of situation that would require them. Just think about even the unemployment system, how that thing crashed. People couldn't even apply for unemployment. Right. Well, and then too, I'll just jump in and say, I really don't even think it's just a Maryland thing. I mean, I know you're specifically asking about the situation between the mayor and the governor in Maryland, but this really is a federal crisis. And that's why like for the past 10 years, we've been fighting a lot of different organizations that I work with. We've been fighting to raise a minimum wage to at least $15 an hour because you cannot live off of less than that. And a lot of people were doing that. Now, what happened with me, I have like 20 different jobs, but one of those jobs, I, I'm a high school teacher. And so I have students who work at Popeye's who are now making $12.50 an hour because those companies like Popeye's, McDonald's, um, Dunkin' Donuts, my daughter just got a job at Dunkin' Donuts, she makes $15 an hour. Well, a lot of the people that you guys are referring to who've been on unemployment don't make that an hour for working in healthcare and other stuff that's really crucial essential worker jobs. So I wouldn't go back to work either making that. I don't blame them. And if they want to say, fuck the system, let it fall and just let the chips fall where they may, I don't blame them because for too long, we have been, we, the poor folks have been asked to finance the, off the, the backs of these people making uh, money, fit, uh, dime over fist, fist over dollar, however you want to say it, and it's ridiculous. So if the system falls through and if nobody go back to work and if everybody's system fail, then that's just what needs to happen because it's 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 just crazy. And I don't blame them for not working. 
And I have students now who make more than their parents make. And I don't blame their parents for not going back to work because it's, it's insane. G said this a couple weeks ago when he said the solution to it is to increase minimum wage. If you want people to get back to work, like right, if, if I'm a if I'm a single mom and I have four kids, I have to pay for childcare on top of the little bit of money. And let's not forget, COVID made companies drop salaries. Yep. They started lowballing because they like people really need a job. So where people were potentially making 70, 80,000, they brought that thing down to 50, 60. So you, so all of those things ended up becoming issues in this entire thing. And I, like I said, G made a good point. It has to, minimum wage has to be increased in order to get these people to go back to work. If they're not going to see any relief, if I'm going to make more money staying at home and I'm not going to be putting money out in childcare, transportation, whether it's the bus or car, why wouldn't I stay home? I'm not saying do it. But everybody's situation and scenario, they're going to me they're going to measure it, and they're going to see, hey, am I better off this way or this way? And that's how the decision is going to be made. Well, they said the state of Maryland is supposed to be going up to fifteen dollars per hour's minimum wage, but not until like 2024, 2025 or something like that. That's not so going to help us now, right? But John Hopkins, what they said they was going to do, they was going to be the first ones to do it to try to kick everybody else in the ass to follow suit. So they plan on starting theirs in January. So that that's it's it's coming, but it, like you said, it's not going to help us now. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I can tell with the tone. Yeah, I can tell with the tone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they're going to take their ass back to work. Take my word for it. Um, so so. I actually was looking at at uh, I wanted to see exactly what they were talking about, so I pulled it up and just to just to get a little bit of an understanding of exactly what was said. And I kind of I kind of laughed a little bit because Larry Hogan actually said some. I mean, we're we're online, so I'm gonna just say it just like this. Larry Hogan definitely said some nigga shit. He definitely did. He said he can keep sending. It. I don't really don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah, it's still gonna be the same thing. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. Mm -hmm. He said, no, I ain't even look at it. I bought that shit up and threw it away. He said, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> so, so, um, but in all seriousness, you're right. People are getting more money than they've ever gotten working a regular job. But I always bring this up whenever I teach these classes about cash assistance with the state. So let's let's forget about unemployment for just one second with the state if a mother with let's just say two children she works a job let's say her education is not the best and it could actually be good because in this day and age it's, it's so competitive because everybody has a bachelor's everybody has an associate's and a whole lot of people got masters now and they're unemployed too so let's just say her education falls in the group of the many if she works a regular job, whatever that means to you, she might make, I'm gonna be nice, and I'm gonna say she makes 30,000 or $40,000 a year, and I'm being nice, right? She's making $40,000 a year, but like you said, she has to pay for daycare. If she has a roof over her head, and she wants to have some quality of living, she has to pay for her rent, which is about $1,000 a month. If she has a vehicle, she's paying some sort of, um, uh, fee for that plus her insurance 
Plus, because she's working and the kind of money that she's making, which is not a lot, but according to um, the standards for the state, she still has to pay for medical assistance, right? For medical for herself and for her children. When you look at how much, and, oh, let's not forget she got to get food too. Can't. When you look at how much she's going to put out, when it's all said and done at the end of the month, she has absolutely zero. She's probably in the negative, truthfully. Mm -hmm. And that's just doing it by herself. We're not even going to add in if she's, you know, getting help from somebody. She getting help from somebody, she might be okay. But if she's doing it by herself, she's struggling bad. Now, you might say, "All right, well, at least she's barely living, or she's, you know, doing something, or whatever." But then one day, let's say she loses her job, she still has to take care of her children. She comes to social services, and social services say, "You know what? You got two children plus yourself, and you don't have any income." Nope, I don't have any income. Okay, well, we'll give you $200 per person in your household for food stamps, which is $600, right? Then we'll give you another, uh, let's say, $750 for cash assistance because you uh, don't have any income. Now you're on the list for getting sex, Section 8. You, you're, you're on the list to get Section 8 or housing assistance. So you may be in a position where you don't even have rent anymore. Oh, yeah, by the way. As long as you go to our programs, we'll take care of daycare for you too. Why wouldn't they stay on the assistance? It makes perfect sense if you don't see yourself elevating past that point. That's the only way that it really makes, makes real sense. If you just want to exist in this world, there are many different ways you can, especially, and I, and I hate to, to put it on women, but especially as a woman that's single with children, there are so many avenues for a single woman to just exist in this world as a single man, if even if you have children, it's not as easy. It's not an easy road as an easy road for a single man with children or just a single man by himself. Now, that's the first thing. I always said that those people that want to stay on those that want to stay on those programs, they're comfortable with the way that they live. They might bitch about it, but the reality is if they wanted to do something different, they would. The second thing is. As long as we are, are allowing the government to dictate how much money we're gonna cap you off at, you're setting yourself up and you're setting everybody else up by continuing to accept that money. Because the more control that the government has over your life, the more they can dictate what you do and what you don't do. <clears throat> now, they don't have any stipulations on that money because truth be told, they know that the people that are receiving this money are not going to invest it. And more, of, more often than not, they're using it to have fun and make themselves feel good and, you know, buy things that are, are, are not of any real value. They're just pushing the money out there. I was interested mostly about by what Brandon Scott said when he said, if people um, got jobs, they would have to take hazardous jobs. Who gives a fuck? What would you take if you didn't if you didn't have the unemployment? If you had the education to get something bigger, then I guess you would do that. I'm not saying I'm not saying you you, you have to be in that position, but come on, man, let's let's be realistic. One of the things in, in that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, that I have to agree with is the biggest disservice that has ever been done is allowing the government to have to have governmental assistance, because what what that does is that keeps the government from having to help create jobs and opportunities for people. As long as they got a crutch, 
As long as there's a way for you to just exist, just barely eat by in life, they never have to create real opportunities. Brandon Scott said that that the unemployment rate is at 31%. He said that as if that was a badge of honor to say that we are so far behind and so fucked up. But what he's not realizing is, like, like Hogan said, the employers are saying that the job's available, but people aren't coming back. So what you just told me is, in your city that you are supposed to be controlling, you can't even figure out how to get people to come back to work. That's what you just told me. So why do you have the position? He That's said, uh, yeah, he was saying that Baltimore City is 31% higher than the rate across the whole state of Maryland. So why aren't you, why aren't you creating a reason or incentive for people to come back to work? I, I mean, truth be told, I don't think people should have to have a, an incentive to excel in life. If you want to be in a better position, either you do or you don't, go out and get a job or don't and just exist in life. Like I said, if you just want to exist, fine. There are avenues for you to just exist. Are there people that are in positions that need temporary help? Absolutely. I've been in those positions before where I just needed to get full stance before. I didn't go through the process, but I should have. Um, are there people who need cash assistance for a moment? Absolutely, there are people who need it for a moment and they just need a little pick me up to get back on their feet. Are there people who deserve to get unemployment because they've been working all of their goddamn life and they just need a little bit of help for a little bit of time? Absolutely, there are people that are in that position. But to say that I'm not going to go back to work, that says something about your mentality. It has nothing to do with anything else but your mentality. Because you, how, how can you say that I'm comfortable? I don't care how much money they're giving you. If, if they're giving you $50,000 a year, $60,000 a year, $70,000 a year, and you've only made 30 all your life, yeah, that sounds good for a period of time, but they just capped your life. Just yeah, but you. Mr. Professor, let me interrupt you for just a second to ask you a question. Don't forget to consider what you're saying in the context of the first question that Cooley asked, the first thing that we discussed, which was we're still in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And right now, people are saying that the variant that's out there that's getting ready to be dominant in the United States is worse Dangerous. than what we've already seen. So mm -hmm. what's coming is already worse. But you want me to go back to work for the same bullshit money. Fuck you. No, I'm not doing that. And so and I think in the in the greater in the greater discussion, what's missing is context. The context of it's scary. People don't know what's going on. They don't know who to trust. There was so much misinformation around the first round of what's happening with the pandemic. Nobody really knows who to trust or what to trust or what to say. So people are like, I'm just going to ride this out at my house because guess what else, what people are also dealing with? A lot of these people in these households is not going back to work. They also have children at home and what they were required to do legally was to make sure that their kids were online and being educated. That was really hard. That was really frustrating. All in the context of where am I going to work? Are we going to have health care? All this other stuff. How am I going to provide food? All this other stuff. So I think the conversation that's being had with a lot of the policymakers is very disingenuous. I feel you and I can hear your heart easily with what you're saying. And you're saying, come on, people, step up, have character, work for what you get. That all makes sense. But in the greater picture, what what they are discussing is just not the same thing and that's not real um i hope that makes sense to you yeah i get it i get it when i find other people that i know that are unemployed traveling everywhere shout out to shantae towns at the you know at the comments because <laughs> i know she's seeing people at the airport because i'm seeing a lot of y'all in all of these places right so nope. that was that was my next question it's five of us on here right now and there's more people online 
right now, can you tell me one person who stayed in the house the entire time during this pandemic? <laughs> no. Right. And that's my thing. Like if if that was the case, if people were really scared, like they say that, like like they want to portray like they scared, they should have had their ass in the house the entire time. Only time they come out the house is go get groceries. And guess what? That money that they're getting from unemployment, they would still have it because they would have been in the house the whole time just get, getting food. That's it. And eating like they like uh what, what the fuck is that? Walking dead. But no, they out they out mingling with the walking dead because they're not really scared. Because that's, they, that's, that's the that's the story of us, the the many overshadow the few. There are people that are really sitting at home, like yo, you know I, any of y'all? Money. No, I do know. I, I do I know. Do. I, 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 I do. I can only count on one hand the no, amount of people that I know that are genuinely like, I'm not coming out of this house. And like, I I know a couple people, and I've heard stories of people here like they haven't left their house since this started, well, and they don't plan to. But it's not even just a lot of other people I know. I didn't seen them in Miami like six, seven times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they It's a bit. It's it. Troya, it's a. Um, I understand where you're coming from because it's a bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not a one size fits all cookie cutter approach. It's just not. Um, and we can clearly see that our government dropped the ball across the board. We see that. So the only thing is, is watching people go back to work and everything like that. It's not just the adults that we're talking about that's scared. There are children that have now developed a whole level of anxiety and stuff around that as well. This is why you see they open the schools back up. Do y'all see all of the schools fully filled with with kids? No, I have talked to a lot of children that feel a certain type of way. They, They stop even wanting to be encouraged to be active in sports. You don't even see these kids out getting around and mingling with other children, in some cases, even outside. So it's not like it's just adults that have that. I'm, I'm seeing children have that same perspective and they're scared to go back to school. And it's not like when we were coming up, these kids have access to just about everything at their fingertips. So even if I wanted to create a safe space for my kid to say it's OK, they Googling everything. Everything is online. They're going to see it. It's nothing that you can do to stop your kids from from even discovering the fact that there's now a new variant out here. So. I'm I'm kind of in the middle, I get both sides of the the house because it's a bigger conversation. I feel like people that's sitting at home taking advantage, get your ass back to work. The they the same ones that was already sitting in the house before. They just right. getting, they just they've been, they been doing it. But see where the employers where the employers fucked up at and it's going on with my job. With this pandemic, you have already shown that the job can be done from home. From home. Mm-hmm. So now our union is trying to fight for our employees not to go back in the building because we have all the equipment that we need to get the job done from home. Wow. And of course, you know, they are written, they've written this building. They didn't like for 20 years, they didn't got a contract. So it's just like they're not with this. They like, well, no, we got this building, we're gonna occupy this building. So they back and forth with the union. But the union, like, look. Y'all already showed that the job can get done from everybody being at home, so it ain't no point of coming back in. And that's what's going to happen to a lot of employers. But because, like, to your point, because there's property that they've put money in, it doesn't matter about the safety or the health or the concern of somebody's mental state or if they're comfortable to return. It's, hey, we put out this money, so we want butts and seats. But leave it open for the people that I know people that are in the office right now and they're comfortable with going into the office, but for make it, I don't understand how we've evolved in technology. We develop all of these solutions and resources for us to be able to leverage. But then we smacking everybody on their hands when we just showed, like you said, as a country that 
these some of these jobs can be done at home but you have old school mentality people that they don't believe in work from home they feel like if they don't see you then you are not working mm -hmm. i feel like i work more at home because i got more to prove than i did in the office or being right. distracted by people that are walking by trying to go and get coffee breaks every five seconds yeah, but it's, it's harder to do, like, depending on the job that you have. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy for the social security business to get taken care of online. But as a manager, it's hard because you can't manage your that way. Because now you, you talk about micromanaging. They want you to micro, micro, micromanage now mm -hmm. because you don't have these people physically in your face. So now they want you to call cell phones and, you know, it's just like and staring at staring at the IMs and seeing who available when right. they got screenshots exactly. and taking pictures, exactly. taking notes. So my, job, my job would be easier if I was to go back into the building. Well, you are tuned into the Cooling the Game Show Live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We are here. Um, the professor's in the building. Mac is here. Mayberry is here. G is lurking. And our guest author, superstar, Troya Bishop, has come back for her second round. She is a friend of the show now. Uh, you're one of us now. One of us. One Yay! of us. <laughs> so, um, so we got a lot of more things to get into. Even we got a Cooley Graham. We got a new Cooley hey, Graham. I'm gonna ask you one question. Oh, here we go. If there's something about anything going and, on and over he here in my house, in, be concerned what? anytime he leans in. What, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is a lot of more? A what? A lot of more. A lot of more shit to get into. Okay. Oh boy. I'm just curious. I live in the south. Like my daughter's always fit. Live in the south. So I got a lot of more things to do. What? A lot of more. Okay. 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 That a lot of more is something. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much. A lot of more. And we fitting to get into it. Um, so we got a Cooley Graham. A Cooley Graham, um, somebody reached out to us with a, a story, Troya. Um, something they're going on and they want some advice from us on how to deal with it. So we got a Cooley Graham. And um also we're gonna talk about um how to love a black man. So we have some uh Hmm. I have some things for you ladies to um, <laughs> educate you on how to love. This is going to be interesting. Hold on, I got I got to get my ninety five. I got to get my ninety five point nine voice. How to love a black man? In the black <laughs> Boo, get off the stage! <laughs> All right, so let's roll into the next one. This one is a uh, little terror in the store. I don't know if y'all saw this video online, but just some background to it. Apparently, this lady was banned from the store because if you just look at the video, you think it's just a white man telling this black lady to get out the store. But apparently she was banned from the store for a reason and she came back in. But I don't think she understands the reason why she was banned. We, we need no, no, stop. no. You were banned last time. What are you talking about? What manager? What store manager? We need to get our stuff. No, there's no no, shut the fuck up! Leave. I can't get my stuff. No, I'm gonna go to another store. So, 
should she be banned from the store? So apparently the little boy just pulls stuff from the racks and and don't even look like she picked him up. And I couldn't understand how she's transporting the child. But the, yeah, I see his shirt on. Was, was, was he on a leash? It didn't even look like her hand control. was holding him. But it's but it's, like it's, 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 I don't know how she's even transporting him around. But not transport. Yeah. I mean, because that's like that's not carrying your child. That's not no, um, having your child. That's not a kid. Parents, Did you hear how he was talking? That's not a kid. That's a grown ass man, dog. Yeah. Get your ass out the store. Plain and simple. She Take should that say, I'm trying to say this. Keep, keep if look, Mike, put your message up real quick. Yeah. You can bring <laughs> you come in the store if you want, but leave his little badass home. Beat his ass. <laughs> My whole thing is, is it seems like she's condoning that behavior. It's like, I'm not saying beat the kid ass. I was just being funny. But my Jeez. whole thing is, is don't bring your little badass kid in my store. Because if I can't hang foot up his ass, I'm going to need you to hang foot up his ass and get him out my store. Like, I don't what, she said, what am I supposed to do? But I'm like, I would have been like, well, don't ask me. That's your don't ask me what to do. Yeah, I'm but don't going, ask me and you figure that out. Make sure the store stays in one piece and figure that out outside my store, though. Yeah. That you know child, that, yeah, you know what that is. You should have been asking what she, she do about three, four years ago. Because uh -huh. I'm quite sure there ain't nothing that just started with his little ass. Mm. That's that's a, a a mother trying to be a parent in the store. She doesn't she doesn't do that any other time. <laughs> but when she come to the store now. She want to have some type of order. She already, first of all, she already got him on a uh, little lanyard thing, wrapped wrapped around through his shirt to keep him to keep him. Oh, I don't know to drag him around if he don't act right or something. I, I don't know what the the idea of that is, but um, I you know I've seen that working in working in the local departments of social services. I've seen parents come in, the little boy duck underneath the desk and pull all the papers, knock all the shit off the desk and everything. And the mother just looking at you like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do with it. Well, on one hand, you know, you feel bad for the for the parent. On the other hand, you feel bad for the for the child because this child will grow up into an adult. And if they don't get some sort of understanding, my my comment on that is there was a uh, there's a lady, an older lady. I used to go play cards over her house and she had a nephew. I think he was. This boy was her grandson. This boy was terrible. I mean, would cuss like crazy. He went to school. He beat up a little girl. This was in like uh, elementary school. He beat up a little girl. He hit his teacher. He bit somebody or something like that. They put him in Sykesville in a, in a um, mental ward, in a, in, a, in a psychiatric ward because he just was so like off the chain. I guess they just couldn't figure out what to do with him. And this is what I told her. I said, it's better, depending on how you look at things, it's better for you to get him to help now if you feel like that's helping him than for you to allow the streets to deal with him. Because one of the two things are going to happen. Either he's going to get some help and he's going to change the direction of his life or the streets are very unforgiving. They, they're not trying to hear that you're crazy. With a bullet. They, they don't want to hear you crazy. They don't want to hear none of that. That that uh. Well, he just bipolar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole bunch. I got nine bipolar bullets in this month. I'm right. sure how all these But at his age right now, if he takes that same behavior, like you said, he get pulled over by the cops and he acting like that. What is the end result? What would mm -hmm. happen? Problems. And this is Problems. why that those type of this is why, like NJ Rich was saying, discipline is necessary. I'm I'm not saying, you know, literally, I was joking, beat his ass, but 
she's sitting there laughing, keep can. And even if my whole thing, address it, don't ignore it. Like it seemed like it was not even addressed. It was more so like, well, what do you want me to do? Almost like she's giving up on her child as well. You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of this. And I, I know I want to get everybody's opinion, but that makes me think without any sort of the way he acts with his mother and the way he does, it turns out into this right here. And I hope. What is wrong with you? Did you touch me because on Main Street? Oh my God, y'all. I'm a killer. I'm a killer. Can you I'm please? Can you just walk you away, okay? please? Put that on my face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. What right is the fuck is that? Bro, gone. Yeah, what you talking about? You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing you, bitch. You ain't embarrassing Who is you? Who is you? Who is you? Nobody to you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bitch. Go, 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 go. What the fuck? So I know plenty of you ladies have been in that situation when that's crazy. That guy, that fella, then walked up to you and said, "Hey, how you doing, baby? You know, right now, like, you know, I can't right now. You know, I gotta go in the store. I'm like, well, fuck you, then. I know, mm -hmm. I know every female that been through that little situation, but this was ten times worse. But that grown man was once. A little boy like that that nobody grabbed and said, "Hey, look, bro." Mm -hmm. They don't have no respect for females. Well, the comedian say like you got the boy on the leash like a rock wild. What the fuck you expect him to act like? You dragging him around like a puppy all goddamn day? That's what he think he is—a wild ass animal. Yeah, that's and that's and that's all unfortunate, man. And I I swear I hate to see um, our people act that way. Um, <clears throat> it, it just it just. It just has, like NJ Rich said about discipline, man. It has so much lack of discipline all over it, man, from the beginning to this here. Now, we can speak about the reasons why and how society has done people a disservice and all of that. And I get it. Yo, but to what end? Like, 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 where does it end? Where does, where does some change come into play? Like, when do we start taking accountability for some of our actions? Some of this stuff is ridiculous, man. This woman, she's standing there with the little boy. The little boy saying everything. And you're right. She do have that look of, I've, I've, I've washed my hands with the scenario. Mm -hmm. We had a lady We had a lady that came into social services, and she tried to kill her son in front of the, um, in front of the worker. I don't know if you heard about this. This was about 10 years ago. She said she can't, she can't do it with her child anymore. The worker said, well, what do you mean? She pulled out a pair of scissors and started stabbing the little boy. Jesus. I don't know what was going on prior to, but some people are fed up with their children and they just have no other no other alternatives. We saw something we talked about on the show where the, where the, um, the little the, the woman had talked to her mother and told her mother to come get her son. And the mother said that she would call her tomorrow and she wound up killing the little boy. I think her mm. boyfriend and the, and, the, and the girl killed the little boy or something. That just happened recently. But but you know, people do have breaking points. Some of these children, I know that we, we talk about discipline, but some of these children are really bad, man. I mean, really bad from the beginning. And I've seen some really bad kids and I've seen some parents try their best to do what they can. You know, just to give you something something personal for me, um, I wasn't like that when I was younger, but I had, some problems. 
And, <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is, my parents tried to commit me to something. But you know what the state told them? That we can't commit him to anything until he does something to be committed. Damn. So the problem, worst point. Right. The problem is there really isn't a middle ground. There really, it, it, it's not giving your child up, but it's saying, hey, I can't do it. Like I've done everything. I, I, I've, I've done everything that I know how to do. I'll say that. I've, I've tried to talk to him. I've tried uh, disciplining him in the ways that I know how, punishing, taking things away, beating. I've, I've done all of that. I've changed schools. I've moved out of neighborhoods. I've, I've monitored his friends. And he still is just headed down the wrong path. And I don't know what else to do. I want to get him some help. Can you do you have somewhere that he can go for a month, two months, get some structure, get some guidance from some people that are stronger than I am right now or have a better understanding than I do right now? And they, they said, no, nah, we don't we don't have anything like that. And, you know, how my early childhood top turned out and things that I've done and what, what wound up happening with me in my early childhood. But had I had that intervention, maybe that stuff wouldn't have happened that way. You know, so it it, it is. It is it is a, a tragic story. It is a tragic scenario. And um, you're going to see this happen more and more. Just pay mm -hmm. attention to some of the children you encounter on a daily basis. Think about this. This is what I want you to really think about. We hear about all these killings here in Baltimore, and I'm quite sure it's happening in different places. Maybe not like here, but you do realize that these are mothers and fathers, right? You do realize that they're raising children, right? What do you think that their children is going to grow up to be like? Exactly. I just watched this video the other day, and it really showed me how people just don't have no regards for other people's life. It was this dude running down the street, shooting at another guy. The guy fell over like two little girls. They was probably like eight and ten standing oh, yeah. outside the store. I, think I, I, got, I got that. I think I got that, Matt. You got it? Yeah. And it's like the boy wouldn't stop. It's like he didn't care the kids was there or not. He's standing over top of him still trying to shoot this guy. Wow. It's like this is sad out here. Well, if I can jump in for just one quick for one second, um, let me also share that another hat that I wear. I'm the executive director of a 501c3 called Parental Empowerment Institute. And we work with parents who really need help with their kids. And one thing that we also that we encourage business owners to do is to always have a resource list available to provide a parent to use for their kid or to just to step outside and call or just or whatever. Is but that we also like an EAP, just really quick. Is that like like employee assistance program? Kind of sort of. Okay. Yeah, but it's available. But we we want the business owners to make it available to anybody who comes in the store so that you're not just telling them, no, you can't shop here because your kid is bad. But you're providing them an alternative to say, hey, you can't come here now because you have this situation, but we'll welcome you back when it's under control. And here's some people who can help you with that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we have to let the parents know that your rights as a consumer end where somebody else's rights begin. You cannot mm -hmm. go in there and your child raise hell, period. If your kid is that bad or online, ask your friend, your neighbor to go and shop for you until mm -hmm. you're able to deal with that because that kid cannot be everybody else's problem. That's not fair to them either. But a lot of times people just don't know what to do and how to help. So they, they kill their kid. You know, death is, is the only option and they just they beat them up. So um, that, that that's something that's really real. But if you 
work on that ahead of time if the business owner knows hey here's some resources here's stuff you can do and they have a lot of free stuff but people just aren't aware of what's actually available so i just wanted to throw that out there you need to uh, uh type that how people can get in contact with that in our, our private chat inside the thing so i can post it troy okay and let me ask you this all right so let me let me interrupt for me i gotta get out of here um all right i'll talk to y'all later okay there you go mike yeah check this out this is crazy but i gotta get out of here y'all stay up I continue to watch the show. Hi. All right, right man. Yeah, that's crazy. That shit we talk. Look, look at that shit. Oh my gosh, not with the babies right there. None of the children were hit. Um, matter of fact, they were just invited to the um, I think the Yankees or the Mets just had had them come out to the game. Um, they were smiling, they you know, look, you know, as well as to be expected. But and uh, I believe the um gentleman he survived also, but that was crazy. Like that was hard to even watch. Like, and I watch a lot of shit on the internet, but that shit, that was some hard shit to watch. I was surprised. I, I didn't, I didn't, I really couldn't figure out because I watched it multiple times myself. I was trying to figure out how he did that without hitting that child. But what he's, what I gather is he really didn't give a damn if he did or not. No, I, of course not. He couldn't have. He, he couldn't have. He couldn't have paid. Yeah, his aim ain't that good. But you know, <clears throat> again, we go back to the mentality of, of people, man, and where they where they stand uh, with so many different things. Um, the lack of caring about life. I saw something, uh, you know, good brother Cowser put up earlier today saying that there was, what was it? Eight people got shot, two got killed here over the weekend, over Father's Day, week, Father's, Father's Day weekend. I heard over the last 50 days, it was 57 people shot wow. over 50 days. And, that's, and, and see, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole disregard for human life I, re I i remember vividly having a conversation with someone um one night and what i said to him was <clears throat> you need to call you need to call the police i said you know you see all this going on out here you see all these people running around in the parking lot you need to call the police his response to me was People want to play like they tough, but when it comes down to it, they're not really tough. They get what they get. That was the response he gave to me. A couple seconds later, somebody got killed. Uh -huh. For a long time, I stopped talking to him because of that. And he knew it. He knew, he knew, he knew that's why I didn't say anything to him. He brought it up because I said, man, you understand this is not a video game, right? You understand that we're talking about real lives. You understand that once this person dies, there is no do-o. But once this person gets shot, there is no, there is no my bad, and let's let's mm -hmm. let's start over. This is this is somebody's life that we're speaking about. You're saying because they go for bad that they just deserve to be shot or or killed or whatever. Come on, man. This is not this is not the Wild Wild West. This is not a movie. This but actually, reality. Professor, to be honest with you, remember, keep it in context. Actually, it is. And and I think that's one thing that we just sometimes forget. We're lulled to think that something is just innately wrong with black folks because we tend to be violent and, and, and act out and all this kind of stuff. But it's not. This land was founded on massacre, on genocide, mm -hmm. on, on murder. That spirit is here. It's been here not only on murder, but also enslavement and, and brutalization that is the essence of america and until we are really honest and allow ourselves to allow that to be a part of every single dialogue that we have we are kidding ourselves violence is the essence of this country even though we've been lulled to sleep to believe that it's not it really is 
And so mm -hmm. we are just replicating things that we've been taught to see and taught to believe about ourselves and about each other that everybody ain't shit and you can die and just like that. And that is what we've seen when we see George Floyd and so many other people just murdered like roaches. They don't care. And that's that's what's real. And so we have to find solutions from that whole um, perspective, from that mindset, in my humble opinion. So, so I, I, I do agree that this this country and, and most of them um, were founded on <laughs> brutality. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you guys have not seen that Netflix series called uh, "Exterminate the Brutes," you need to. It's good. So, um, yes, <clears throat> many countries were founded on eradication of the people that were there prior to and the ones that they brought there they made sure that they controlled them by fear and killing my only my only my only thing about that is first thing is this to what end does this does this stop on our end because at some point we have got to take control of our own behaviors. We, we have to, because if, if at the end of the day, if we are gonna continue to say, it's because of the white man, why I do, then we have just said that even in our future, the white man is gonna continue to hold power over my mental because I refuse to accept the fact that I'm controlling my own destiny. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I would agree wholeheartedly with the, the idea of uh, the people doing these behaviors because of um, past things that they see or past things that they know, but we are killing our own. It's not like we're going out there and we're killing the white man. I mean, and I, and I, hate to, I hate to say it this way because I don't want to make it seem like it's a them versus us type of scenario, but, it, but in a nutshell, it is. It is. And I understand 100% what you're saying. I think you're right. I just don't understand why we are killing each other mm -hmm. over shit that is not even ours. Like, it's almost like a, and, I, and I've seen so many different um, little plays on how people view things. And usually when they talk about this, they're talking about us. Because I don't see white people doing this. I'm not saying that they don't. But they do little stuff like I've seen like little 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 memes and little plays where they might say, okay, I put one, and I don't know if you guys seen this. I put a uh, a piece of cheese in a, they put a piece of cheese in the middle of a, a floor and they put an electrical socket underneath the cheese. The mouse came in and they let him eat the cheese the first time. The second time he went back, he got he got electrocuted. The third, the next time they added another mouse into that. When the other mouse came in, the same thing happened to him. Soon, the two mice stopped even eating the cheese. They removed the electric socket, but every mouse that came in there, the two mice that were in there before and got shocked, whenever another mouse came over to try to eat the cheese, they would fight with that mouse only because of their experiences from the past, not knowing that it's not even a problem anymore. So my question is, at what point do we realize that this is not even a problem anymore? We just need to deal with our own shit. Like, that's, 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 my, that's my only concern. Like, yes disrespect attitude uh consistent abuse ptsd is definitely real 
And, and for a long time, I couldn't understand how people kept equating slavery with now. I do understand that now because it's, I mean, it's, it's easily thought about. I mean, of course, it's years later, but at the same time, grandma taught mom, mom taught this child, mom taught that child, you know, and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you've been taught a, you've been taught survival and not living. I get it. Hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, when do it stop? Like, when, when, when do we stop this, this whole idea of because of? When do we start to say the only because of is because of me? Well, when will you, when will that because of ever be removed? And, and and that's just something real that you have to think about. And then too, I mean, the whole thing, everything that you're saying is about changing the environment with the mice. Those the mice saw that their environment changed, the behavior changed. And just like people always talk about the crabs in the barrel, you know, you see one person making it and you pull them back down, and you know, you know, black folks with crabs in the barrel. But if you ever, if you've ever been to the beach like I have, and you have observed a crab in its natural environment. Crabs mind their own business. They don't even mess with each other. They they just real calm, you know. Yeah. And if you coming towards them, they run. And crabs in a barrel with the with the heat being turned up, they gonna jump, try to jump and pull each other back down. That is what they do. So we, what we work to do is to change the environment. We change the environment inside of ourselves, and we also try to change the environment around us. But um, it's, it's, it's constant work. And that's why you see a lot of people who will move from certain environments to another, to where that environment is different so that they can thrive and not only survive. But that's that's something that's just really it's real. You're tuned into the Cooling the Gang Show live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, the professor's here. Mac had to roll out. Um, Shannon is here, but she was tired. So she's in the room laying down. Yo, you hey, know what? I just, learned something. I just learned something about you, Mike. I'm petty. No, you be snitching, yo. I gotta watch you. Yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, I will tell. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm kidding now. I'll tell you quick before you get in my car. What you got? Put it in the house. Tell you now. Uh, it's over. I ain't I'm going gonna tell you what I got, and I'm gonna say it's yours. And when the police come, <laughs> you, better, you better say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are here. Uh, Troy is here. The answers to intimacy, why men need oral sex and women need to talk, is available still now. You need to go get it. Um, a very good book. Um, everybody is talking about it. All the copies we had are gone. So guess what? You better. You, Shannon you better said, what Shannon call it? The give me head book? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shannon. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hey, <laughs> um, so uh, we are. Um, we got a Cooley Graham, and I'm going to read the Cooley Graham. Um, Cooley Graham, for those who don't know and you are just coming in. Um, oh, there's Shannon right there. <laughs> so she must be watching. I thought she wanted to take a nap. Other than that, she could never mind. She might in her business. She might be able to hit. Never mind. Um, so we got a Cooley Graham. So Cooley Graham is um opportunity we give um you all that watch the show, like, you know, to put your issues before the court and um, let us try our best to help you in the most mature way that we can. Uh, no promises. Um, it is what it is, but we will try our best. So this letter comes in and it says, how would you feel if your wife wanted a girlfriend? She would date one female you know about, but you couldn't hump on her, but you could watch. 
And I do, if, if questions arise, I do, I, this was a conversation I had with someone and I, I did ask questions. So I do have a little bit more detail and background, but the basis of it was, um, it was approached to me, like, how would you feel if your wife wanted a girlfriend? She would date one female you know about, but you couldn't hump on her, but you could watch. You are, I mean, you already know where I stand with that. I mean, of course, <clears throat> of course, uh, the immature girlfriend. I'm sorry. Right. The the I want to say the immature man or the immature mind is like wild by that. Like that's that's great. That's something that I would would love to see. But when you play the realistics of it as an adult, I swear I'd say to myself, like yo, we cannot be forty. And in our late 30s and 50s, still talking dumb, yo. Like this shit, like some of this stuff to me be so be dumb as hell. And I say to myself, like, what kind of people do y'all really encounter that 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 this is okay? Like, you really gotta play this out. Think about it for a second. The person I love, never mind whether it's a female or male, the person I love is gonna be with somebody else. Not somebody I'm sleeping with, not some fun, the person I love. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't okay with it at all. At all. And, and, and I told you, I would be offended that she even asked yeah. me something like that. Some people want to share. Some people don't want to share. Daniel Granville. Well, look, now he now he wanna show up for work. Now we talk about now we're talking about a uh, girl on girl action. Now look now who pop up. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Hey, what are we talking about, baby? Huh? What are we talking about? Little girl on girl? Let me find out Mrs. Cooley what a woman. Got what you want a girl with. <laughs> yeah, Shannon had a girlfriend for how long you been right? Four or five years now. You better you better girlfriend. Huh? What's good? Listen, I just had a I had a I had a bad day and I don't want to talk about it. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Uh, we had the Cooley Graham come in and says, How would you feel if your wife wanted a girlfriend? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, what we had female you know about, but you couldn't hump on her, but you could watch. Can you yeah, I heard, I, hump on her, please? I heard the question. I heard the question. Um I want the professor on this. Like, why we keep getting these dumbass questions? Like, this is my <laughs> this, this is my wife. Like, if my girlfriend wanted a girlfriend, I'm good with that. But my wife wanting a girlfriend. We're not. We're not gonna keep doing this every other week. That's my wife. She's my wife for a reason because she don't want a girlfriend. But my but girlfriend then, can have a girlfriend. Then all of a sudden, she don't want your behind no more. Who, my wife or my girlfriend? <laughs> Either or. I'm just saying. You know what? It, then you you take a risk of when you open up the door to allow anybody in your relationship. That's you what I was the, You take the risk. It don't matter if you're saying, "Hey, we're gonna be open." You know, all right, I know who it is, or whatever the case may be. It all depends on how what you guys agree on in your relationship, those terms. But you also take a risk that maybe that person might not really want you no more. They might want to get their box lit by a girl and they don't want you to poke them in their box no more. They want to stripe on. I mean, I don't know. You take yeah. a risk of changing the entire dynamics of your relationship. Yeah, especially with my girlfriend. Just because you want yeah, to do stuff. Just because you my... want a little peaky peek. Now she want, she carpet munching because you just needed a little peaky peek. My initial response was um, the, the juvenile me would have been like, 
oh let's let's get it pop let, like let's do it but then but the husband had a different thought on it because like y'all said it's just too many opportunities for it to not go right so i my response was well is it okay for him to have a girlfriend okay so now let me tell you what's gonna happen let me let me tell you what's gonna happen, and I know how. What, I, I, I was about to say a woman's gonna say, "If I have a girlfriend, it's okay for you to have a boyfriend." Now I gotta shoot her and kill her and her girlfriend for having another girlfriend. For even for even saying that I can have another boyfriend is gonna get her punched in the head. So I'm not. We're not doing that at all. Um, and the fact that you said that if she has a girlfriend, oh yeah, put it up again. Put it up again. The fact that you saying that she can have a girlfriend and I, I can't hop on her, I get to watch. It's a, it's so much pulling her about here that it doesn't even make sense for me to that even is. yeah for me to even say yeah sure babe let's do that that don't make sense. I can log on to Pornhub and watch high school middle age white teachers hop on BBCs and extra girlfriends <laughs> and be even better. Troy, what say you? I say definitely not. It's always like like everybody else said. It's always a danger. You run a risk when you bring anybody else into your bedroom, male or female. And um, you know the whole point again of relationships is is connection and deep intimacy. And when you bring somebody else in, then that intimacy kind of goes away. So I say no. Now there was a caveat to this. So I said when I said, "Well, can he have a girlfriend?" It was like, "Well, what if we just shared the one girlfriend?" And we all now only reason I'm not down was that because I saw that on TV one's uh, fatal attraction or um for my man. Like I seen that play out in a negative way where somebody died and two people went to jail. So I've seen that play out. So I I believe we all agree. Like it, it opens the door for something to go wrong. You know what? what happens if the girl ends up getting knocked up. Say y- y'all are married. Y'all little side piece end up with a popcorn kid. Then what? Then how do you explain the dynamics of the situation to the kid? Because I don't care what you say. In a situation like that, the rubber is not staying on all the time. Yeah, nobody's going to be sitting there trying to be, Mm -mm. you know, protected to that capacity. Or let's say y'all in a situation and maybe the the female who's on the outside of the marriage start catching catching feelings. And Mm -hmm. then be on some fatal attraction trying to be possessive and taking over the situation because now she wants your man or mm-hmm. she wants the wife. You know, it's it, it can go any way. And I I don't see why, I don't know for, for me, risking my marriage for that type of experience, I feel like those are experiences that you should have outside of your marriage. That's just my opinion. If you want to experience that love, like threesomes, bringing other people in the bedroom, do that with some friends or, you know, somebody that you don't really have feelings for. But when you have feelings for somebody and you're invested in a marriage, I'm not willing to throw my marriage down the drain just for a crazy one night type of situation that can turn into some extra shit that I can't control later. I mean, so at the end of the day, just don't tell your husband, have your girlfriend. Yo, really, th- yo, you really, yo, put your, put your fucking disclaimer back up because you're not gonna applaud that. Yo. You can't applaud that. Just have your girlfriend and, like I said, when I was younger, yeah, that that sound that sound off all fine and good, but 
when you when you really love somebody, I don't see, I mean, again, teach us on, I've heard so many different stories, you know, over the past few years. I know so many different women that get themselves involved in so many different scenarios. And then they'll try to hit you with some shit like, oh, you just insecure. No, yeah. I just love you a little bit and I don't want to see you fucking nobody. Is that all right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Is that, is that that work good for you? I don't you know, want to share you. Some people yeah. don't want to share their significant other, and that's okay. I, I just, I just, and even even this conversation, like in the back of my back of my throat, down in down in the back, I feel like I'm gonna throw up because I feel like I'm gonna get mad about this about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like even if you brought if you brought it to me, I really would have to sit there for a minute. Like, yeah, how you gonna respond to this show? Like, really, what you gonna say? Now you sit, you're sitting in the corner. She didn't came seven times. You ain't even. You only made it come seven times. The 15 years y'all been together, and then one night she didn't came seven times. Now you feeling less of a man sitting over there. And now you like fuck. I think I would want a divorce even after the conversation. <laughs> that's that's why I'm at with it. Like I'm really, like, I'm really sitting there like yo. I, I you gotta be open to have the conversation. No, not at all, not at all. Because you know what. What's the end result? What end up happening? Like you just said, you just gave advice. Your solution was just go ahead and have your girlfriend or whatever. And say, say, don't, say, don't say, say, to me. say you find out. If they find out, that's a whole nother situation. So at some point, there's going to be a decision that has to be made because if she really has that need, that urge, and she want to get it popping, she's going to do it with or without his level of support. And and that's why I feel like it, even though she asked me or she even contemplated or she thought about this shit to bring she it to me. Balls to bring it to you. Yeah, it's like she brought it to me like um yeah, we can't do this no more. <laughs> I don't want to be married to you. Cuz no, now I think that, you can't throw her away. Yeah, I was like, oh, 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 nope. No, I'm I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to. Boy. I don't want to. Not my wife. Not my wife. Now my girlfriend bring it to me. I'm a, I might take it back to my wife and see if my wife is ready to roll with it. <laughs> see if my wife <laughs> take it back to my wife and see if my wife is down with it. But my girlfriend, I mean, yeah, I can't have my wife telling me she want uh, she want a girlfriend and I can't hump on her. Can I can look hump. <laughs> Fornicate. Mike Mike started with hump on. Three years old. Who says hump? Yeah, I'm good. Not my wife. I can't do it. Well, um, please feel free and don't like send us like it is all anonymous. No one will ever know. I don't I don't I don't kiss and tell. I don't gossip. I don't you know, I'm a we will give you our best advice. Um we like to have fun, but in all seriousness, um I think the consensus is it will open up a door that you may not be prepared for certain things to happen. Now, if you're mentally prepared and you you know you're willing to take that risk, then go for it. But just be aware that this may put your marriage in a situation that you don't want it to be in. So we appreciate um, we appreciate you for sending that to us. And um, anybody, feel free um, send us your cooligrams. Um, we will give you the best advice possible. We are not experts. Well, Troy is, but the rest of us are just a bunch of knuckleheads. Just kind of. Well, we are all expert experts in our own our own right. The That's professor, right. you know, he he has collected more pensions from old ladies than anybody I know. Thing. Like he is the <laughs> master of gigoloing, so oh, he can definitely speak to the older ladies. I'm a um, old fighter, yo. I ain't even in there no more. Not gigolo. So look, 
one thing that um I did come across was a guy named I, I probably said his name before us, uh, Sada Guru, and he was talking about I think it's called Inner Engineering. That's the that's the book that I just was recently reading of his. Um, and he talks about, you know, the funny thing about sex is that animals understand it better than we as human beings do. He said human beings complicate this, this whole idea of sex to a, a higher degree. They make it so complicated. You already understand the purpose of sex. Like, it's, it, it, of course, there is some pleasure involved in it. But when you start adding in some... Not for him lately. I'm just so it's a whole lot. <laughs> so when you start adding in all of these different pieces to the puzzle, you make it way more complex than it actually has to be. Why do I need to add another woman? Why? Just think about this. People do all kind of shit. And I and you know, to each his own. You want to dress up like little animals and, and, and play that game too? Go ahead and do that. Burby. Whatever. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I see you know about it. But yeah, yo, I mean, it's 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 all up to you what you want to do. But at the same time, I just don't understand how you telling me that you love somebody, but you're wanting to share that person that you love with someone else. With someone else, like I, I just. I couldn't. I couldn't even fathom it. And I'm just. All right. and it's just me. All right. So I, I hate what you're saying about the animals and shit like that. But um, I remember being on my grandfather's farm and we had one bull and a whole bunch of heifers, and that bull smashed every heifer out there in that pasture. Mm -hmm. I, you watch. You watch uh, Lion King. Mufasa was the only <laughs> only male out there. It was a whole bunch of women. You mean to tell me he didn't make them babies? Those wasn't his babies. So animals are out here just a fucking. So you can't even say that animals know what sex is and that we complicate things. Some things definitely need to be put into perspective where, you know, just because animals is out here fucking, that don't mean we all need to be out here just fucking, just to be fucking. Um, men and women, the problem is you have the you you can choose. So if you want another woman, then you just want another woman. If you want another man, you just want another man. Um, people are the same way though. Animals are the same way. I think our problem is not that we complicate things. We're just greedy with any and everything. Not just life, money, sex, food. Um, as humans, we just want more than enough. Like you know, it's just I, I think it's just more greed than anything. I think that's a really good point. Um, a lot of people tend to not be satisfied with anything. So in all seriousness, Mike, I would just like to say to your um, to your listener, your audience member to ask that spouse, the wife, the husband, why? Why is this something that you need? And is there another way that we can create this inside of our relationship? Maybe we can go to a sex toy, maybe a sex store and look at toys. Maybe we can go to. Um, on vacation and just spend time with no TVs, no cell phones or devices, just exploring each other's bodies or, or just, or just talking and uncovering what it is that you really need. Because if it is um, like, like he was saying earlier, if it is just about um, making yourself numb to whatever is going on, 
then we need to deal with that. If, if it's about overindulging, we need to deal with that. And we can do that together as a couple because I got your back. I'm not going to give up on you. But I also really want, want and need to understand what you need and why. And so I think that's a great place to start with, you know, going a little bit deeper into that conversation and offering some solutions. And it can't be like you can't ask that question. And then when I say no, like you can't get mad. Like, right. If you ask me something like that, you have to be ready for my response. And if it's not what you wanted to hear, then we should move on. Absolutely. Now, yeah, actually, yeah. again, after you say no, you got a problem. <laughs> Go ahead and pack it up. Like, That's what Jesus packing his shit. I'm gone. Yeah, you might as well leave because well anybody that come over the house is going to be like, You fucking her? Right. You got this. Right right girlfriends no more because every little girl come over there, you going to think she trying to eat her box. Mm-mm. Amen. All right. So let's um move on to the the grand finale. Um, I have I've only I've seen this as a slideshow I'm going to play. And um, so now we're going to ask how to love a black man. So let's go ahead and um, we got this post from um, Neri, a young lady on Instagram, entrepreneur. She she's very intelligent. Um, she was going to come on, but um, something happened. So we will have on at a later time, hopefully. Um, where is it? Here we go again. No, that's not that. Here we go. Every week it's the same thing. And I'll I'll, I'll probably pause a little bit just so. So respect. You have to respect his choices and decisions. Give him respect that he deserves. Understand. He will never be perfect. At some point, he will be inconsistent. Sometimes he will be impatient. Sometimes it will be hard for him to handle your mood swings. He gets angry, too. His mood changes as well. Attention. Like you, he needs attention, too. He needs reassurance as well that he is the only one for you. Do not give him reasons to doubt you by asking if we can have a girlfriend. <laughs> freedom. Give him freedom to do the things that he likes. to likes, that he likes. Do not box him. Do not choke him in the neck. The truth is, if he really loves you, he will never do things that will hurt you. He has a life to live, so don't do not take that away from him. You are not his world. Ooh, you are not his world. You are just a part of it. I saw some eyes raised in the room already. <laughs> Reciprocate. <laughs> Make efforts for him too. Ask him how his day went. Ask him what went wrong. Love him hard as well. Be patient with him too. And those are. And I'll just let it run while people, so I'll let you all, um, I'll just let it run one more again. Respect. Understand. Attention. Freedom. This is a little long. I'll just give y'all a little bit on that. Some of y'all read slow, like me. Yeah, heard how you read. Shut the fuck up. Damn. My apologies. I'm sorry, Troy. Don't buy. Reciprocate. <laughs> First of all, make efforts for him too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Damn. That, that was brutal, oh, man. Man. I'm trying to tell you right now, this will be a <sighs> later. This will be a <laughs> So is she, is she in a relationship? I believe so. I mean, do, do we know whether or not she's in a relationship or you think so? Would that matter? Absolutely. Okay. Let's say she is. That's why she got, that's where she coming from. Let's say yes. I would wonder and if her relationship. Hypothetical here. I'm just saying. So let's just say yes. I, would, I wonder how good of a relationship she's having. And he's, she's probably getting on his goddamn nerves. From that, so what do you disagree with with her? How to love a black man? Um, the last three, I think it was the two and th three and four, I think it was that was kind of iffy to me. What was that? The freedom and the reciprocate. Is that the one where she was saying you're not you're about you you're not his world? You're just a part of it. Uh huh. I feel like oh. if I love her, if I love her, she loved me. She is my world. That was freedom. Oh, go ahead, G. Oh. It's not, that, yeah, that, that right there is um, that's exactly what she is. She is my world. I love her. I love her. I don't want to be without her. When I get up in the morning, I want to be with her. There's nothing that makes me not want to be with her other than she wanting to bring another girlfriend to the party. <laughs> and see, this is um, shout, out, shout out to Chris. Um, how are these black men? And that was my thing. That's what I was going to say. My, I was going to ask why. Why do we have to be loved different, just in general? Period. Why do we need a different type of love? That was going to be my question to you all. You know, my devil's advocate. Why do black men need a different type of love? Why can't it just be how to love a man? Period. Why do we need a special type of love? Because I'm a different kind of nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is I think it's, I think it's on both sides. I think in this type of situation, it's very easy to say how to treat um, or how to love a black man. But if you love on a black woman the right way, I don't see. And I, I mean, only for me, I can speak for myself because I don't want nobody jumping down my throat. But if you love on a black woman and treat her like a queen, that's what you're putting out. It should be reciprocated. That's a word that's on there. But what's the likelihood that every uh, men are treating uh, our black queens like queens? It's not really happening. No. I give you that. Why, why every time we talk about men, we got to swivel it around and be like, well, what about us? What about me? But, but you know what's crazy? Females, if you wanted, they, they don't have no females on the panel. I'm going to have a, an opinion. That's what I'm a female for. I, I am trying to only. educate you on how to love a black man. But some of y'all need to be educated on how to love a black woman. I ain't going to love we'll a talk about that next week. Tonight, love I want to talk about how to love a black man. You better love I, me. I feel like I feel I, Judas and the I, Black Messiah, baby. <laughs> no, not at all. But I feel like I think for me, my thing is no disrespect to the black woman, but how can a black woman basically almost try to tell me how to love a black man? Like I'm a different guy. Each everybody's different, but for a guy to tell a to, for a guy to tell the fellas like this is how. We you know, love. we should more be treated, not so much, I guess, loved or treated, 
Like, I think it just it gives a different message. I'm not saying as a black man, I'm looking to love another black man. But let's get that right. I'm saying, <laughs> like, I can't tell a black woman how to wash her vagina because I know it's her thing stink and I want to do this, that, and the third. I can't do that. So I don't feel like she should be able to give the rundown on how to love a black man. I think that that's based off of a guy. I'm totally in agree, like agree with, with you me. <laughs> because it's going to be based off of the relationship. One guy might require a, a different style or a different right. approach. And and love, I don't want to necessarily define that. I'm, it can be communicating. Like, how's your communication with this guy? Like, and that's not, and this is why I said it's not a man thing. I think it's whoever you're, whatever you have in your current relationship, you can get out of your current relationship and get into another relationship. You should not move and behave the same way because everybody's needs, wants, and requirements are going to be different. You're meeting someone new. So the way that you move or maneuver with that woman, even sexually, you have to learn those things. And that takes time. That takes being vulnerable. That takes communication, having awkward conversations. Baby, what do you like? How What pleases you in the bedroom? So that's what I'm saying I agree with 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 G. I don't think anyone can say how every man should be or what he's expecting or how he should be loved. I feel like Mike, you have may have a different perspective on what you need from Shannon. Professor may have something totally different. And of course, I'm going to have something different on what I'm requiring from a man and what I need from him that may be totally different from another woman you may have been with. So it's it requires us to have those conversations and not again try to put things in a box like this script isn't nothing compared to what you really need to do as it pertains to your relationship so so nobody so none of the points are relevant in the how to let, let's say let's say she took black man out of it and she just said how to love in a relationship then it would have to be men and women it would have to be both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, so for both sides, like, can you, yeah, can you use I, this as a guy to just love or to be? Some of it. Yeah, yeah. some of it. Some of it. The respect now, back, thing back, is... Back to your part where you were disagreeing with um the world. So, devil's advocate, let me... What if... She, I, yeah, I love you. We are together. You are my everything, but maybe you ain't my world. Like, I got other people... That, that's, what she, that's what, she, that's like what she's my, saying to me? Mama, my son, uh, my no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. She said that to me, or or no, she you, said, me to... you said that you said you you came on here with your G smooth shit and was like, Well, ladies, you know, you know, you are my world. Don't be mad because everybody was all on G when he no, said, no. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so so now you want to put your mother and all that other stuff and, and, and the kids in front of, of your lady? I'm not saying I'm being devil, like you know, my world is very large. There are a lot of people in my world, and yes, you sit at the at the top of Mount Everest, but you know, well, see that, yeah, okay. So, what do you mean? How high up are they? Like some some things that you just can't put up there. Right now, if if Chase, my walked, lady. if Chase walked through this door right now mm -hmm. and said, "Dad, can you take me to go get a soda?" Chase gonna get a soda. Shannon, Shannon texts me at work and asked me to bring her home a soda. And I brought no soda home because Shannon don't need no soda. No sugars. No sugars for the adults. Only for the children. So that's even though, Chase, even though Chase don't deserve a soda at all, right? Shannon watch the in the world, yeah. Oh, Shannon. Yeah, see what I mean? I, 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 that don't count, though, Mike. Wait, shit. 
<laughs> that don't count. That don't count because Shannon probably already has a soda at the house already. She just want to see if you're going to bring her another one so she can drink this one now or later. <laughs> Shannon don't really want a soda. She just want to make sure she's going to have something for later. No, she and Chase, should, Chase shouldn't get shit. <laughs> I'm no just way. saying, like, the world, like, I can, oh, shit. Here she go. Call her. She calling. <laughs> yeah, that was on the on the freedom slide. Yeah. Shannon so, calling. Shannon about to call. No, she came downstairs. Uh, so we had the pub. Uh, so I mean, me personally, I agree with the whole the whole joint. And the reason why is because I got an idea where she got it from, where she got some of the ideas from. So a man actually wrote wrote the book. <clears throat> the book is called Way of the Way of the Superior Man. The pieces that she took were from a woman's perspective, which she feels as though is important for a, a relationship between a man and a woman. Now she said black men because I'm assuming she just deals with black men. She can't speak about white men and her experiences with white men if she's never dealt with any, any white men. So she just said black men based off of, of that perspective. But the part about, <clears throat> since we're talking about the uh, woman and um, her being your world, I agree. And the reason why I agree with that, as far as she's just a part of your world, she's not your entire world. And the reason why I agree with that is because is because um, one of the things that they talk about in Way of the Superior Man is that a woman wants a masculine man. And what it means by to be masculine is that you're, you're purpose-driven, you're unwavering, and you are direct. If you are those things, um, she cannot be your entire world. Because what that means is some kind of way she has thrown you off of what your purpose in life is. Your purpose cannot possibly be your woman and that's it. That cannot possibly be your purpose. Because if that's your purpose, that means that all of your dreams and your aspirations you've given up, if that's what you're saying. So I'm just saying from where I stand, I definitely agree with that. And that's just because I've just recently, you know, gone through that book and I have a little understanding of that of that side of it. So I do I do agree that you know <clears throat> there are some things that I'm I'm still trying to figure out. And and I'll tell you this and I don't want to divert too far off of it. But there are some things that I'm trying to figure out and I swear to you I've been promoting this book since I started reading it. Way of the Superior Man is a great book for men and for women because what it will what it will tell you is where you possibly have been going wrong dealing with women. And it will also give you an idea of whereas women, how they've been going so going wrong with men. So I definitely, I definitely agree with um, what she had to say. Could there be some things that's cleaned up? Like Shannon said, what she said on that, that's really basic stuff. That's, it's not really anything extravagant. And truth be told, Gee, I know you said your woman is your world. But I know damn well that you got other things that you're going to do, like going fishing. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, wait a minute. Hold on, no, no, but that's the thing. So when I say my world is, if my lady says, let's do this or do that, and I'm like, damn, I'm trying to go fishing. I can go fishing tomorrow. We can okay, do what she want to do. Oh, gee. What about if, what about if, what about if she said, I'm going to tell you something. And that's another thing that they talk about in that book. They talk about the fact that women will, women will, 
for lack of a better word, they will try you. They want to see if you are willing to bend on something that you. I uh, see now. You better uh, listen. Hey, put your sign up, Mike. Put your sign up, Mike. Oh, Mike, boy. put your sign up. Oh, Mike, put the sign up, Mike. <laughs> Mike, throw the throw the sign up. There you go, because you about to get in trouble. Your shit about to get deleted. Um, I think I think it's called compromise, though, Professor. I mean, you got to be willing to compromise, and I'm I'm like, and I love the fish. I I'll call out of work to go fishing. Mm -hmm. I'll miss I'll miss a funeral to go fishing. Mm -hmm. um, what you do for her? What, now, now, all right, now you'll call out a word to go fishing. You'll miss yeah. a funeral to go fishing. Now, let's yeah. just say, baby, I need some new shoes. You want to go take off work tomorrow? Let's just go shopping. You call out a word. Now that's just, that's a little different. That's that's See, that's, that's a little and that's what that's Shannon petty. Said, I said. That's what that's what she's saying. about some women do require that level of attention. That's petty. And, now, I don't I don't know about that. That's just petty there. No, but there are some. No, that am is, I lying? There are some. But, but, am I being an asshole about no, it? No, no. There are. I've Listen. seen. I've seen some women put like restraints and restrictions and all of that around because they want attention and expecting their man like. And this is going to tie into the freedom. Being it's it's, it's important for you to have family time, individual time. You know, and then spouse time for you and your spouse. So that freedom of you going out and enjoying yourself with your friends, your your girl know that that's your only. Maybe they'll do it once a month. But the difference is that's up and being ridiculous. Like I don't understand why it's so important for you to be with your men with them when you could be here with me. But I'm with you every day. I'm I'm with you all the time. But the moment I take one step away from you, I've seen it. I'm not saying that all women do this. But I have right. seen women do that where I'm out with a woman and her man is out and she's sitting there harassing him the whole time. I'm like, he ain't bothering you. Well, why isn't he bothering me? Well, why would you want I, him to? Like, enjoy this moment of being out and stop harassing. You know, you do. Let him let him miss you a little bit so he can come home and let him see a little something when he out so he can come home and blow your back out. But you will say kill it because you're sitting up in here nagging him every five seconds. Like, come on. And I, I can dig that. And, and I can, I'm saying this. We got a call. I got to take it. Thank you for calling the Cooling the Gang show. Let us know who. who well, uh, if you want to, state your name. Chris. How you doing, Chris? You good. What's on your mind? I'm enjoying the show. I'm loving this content. I absolutely love what everyone is saying. I think that the problem is the word freedom. It's not freedom. It's autonomy. Mm -hmm. mm. You want to continue the life that you that you're leading and the relationships that you have and continue hanging out with your friends and maintaining the life that you that you love and the life that you built and that life doesn't need to be derailed because you met the love of your life right, right. that person loved you because of what you were doing when your paths crossed mm -hmm. you got to keep autonomy in a relationship it's so critically important and i think that specifically right now in dating this this like Hollywood built what love looks like where you gotta mm. jump jump in front of a train to prove you love this person and that this person has to be your whole world. No offense. It, it it's a delusion. It doesn't exist. But also it's not fair. It's not fair to put that level of requirement on another human that says you gotta be my end all be all, my first and last, my everything and anything. It's just not fair to your partner. 
Continue your autonomy when you're in a relationship. Continue to do the things you love and invite that person to be part of the life. And know that the space away is only going to contribute to the strength of your togetherness whenever you return back to each other. Go ahead, Chris. Yes, I love that, Crystal. Yes, let, me, let me just jump in and say also, because um, Crystal was talking about a lot of the language that was on the freedom slide. And I think, mm -hmm. too, um, in addition to what Crystal said, the part that I had a problem with was that she was saying, um, if somebody loves you, they're never going to hurt you. And I think that's the biggest lie that's ever mm -hmm. told. And I don't like the idea of, you know, throwing away people because you've been hurt or disappointed. If you were dealing with a human, you're going to be disappointed. Even if you're dealing with a dog, you might get bit. So when you're dealing with a person, you definitely are going to have some misunderstandings, some disagreements. They're going to hurt you, in, in not necessarily intentionally, but it will happen. And you have to be yeah. willing to open it. Right. Be open. It's what's important. Talk to that. Right. Right. And the benefit of the doubt is the other thing that I think is critical in relationships, especially when it comes to hurt and processing hurt is did the person do it intentionally? One. And Two, do they or are they regret or remorseful about doing it? But I, I think looking at the general picture, you have to be able in a relationship to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. To say, I I believe in my heart of hearts that you did not intentionally hurt my feelings. Even when it comes to situations like cheating, like I believe in the in the situation of cheating, if when people are cheating, if there was any inkling that they were going to get caught, they probably wouldn't do it. So a lot of people will say, you, you know, you, you lied to your girlfriend, but you tell the truth to these hoes, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, well, why is it? Because I'm protecting the person's feelings. So even when you get caught, I, I run into this all the time with friends where it's like, I can't believe he would do this to me. Like, I don't think that when he or she cheated, it, the intention was to hurt your feelings. It was to probably fill a void so can we get part can we get past the part of the conversation of like why did you hurt me except that it wasn't intentional now what is the void that you were trying to fill is it just bad habits you were single for a long time and you don't know how to say no you enjoy the chase like there's a lot of things that go into why people cheat but often you don't get into that part of the conversation because you get locked up in this why did you hurt me i'm sorry i didn't mean to hurt you you know and it's this back and forth about why instead of digging deeper as to where it came from and how to prevent it from happening again that's what i'm talking about thank Shut you up. thank you <laughs> <laughs> i love this conversation though and i love the way you guys are having it it's so healthy we appreciate it definitely hopefully this isn't the last time you tune in Oh, absolutely. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how to get on the Facebook thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I see little Facebook comments popping up. I feel like I'm getting a crash course in IG Live as well as <laughs> gems on relationships and dating. But yeah, the book, the book seems too many, too many generic general comments. I, I thought it was going to be specific mm -hmm. black men. Boom. I'm like, oh, okay. That's okay. Be nice to each other. Love one another. High five. You know, each other's accomplishments. Okay, cool. What I need something specific to black men, or is it just putting how to love a black man as a title to help sell a book? I think she put you her mix the same in. book and rebranded how to love a white man, how to how to love an Asian man. Mm -hmm. 
Well, we appreciate we repurpose it. it. <laughs> you feel free to call in anytime. We are here. Chris is Thank the you Chris is the is one of the best realtors and property man, and she is the best property manager I've ever dealt with in my entire life. And I've dealt <laughs> with a bunch, and she is. She is awesome. Like so, shout out. Thank you, Chris. Well, I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll be starting to tune in. Thank you. She says she heard you, Shannon. Everybody always hear you, loud ass. You're supposed to be sleeping right now. So, I guess my question would be: At what point? So I understand, like the whole intentions. Like, what were your intentions? Were your intentions to hurt or not? But then, what if it's what if? And this is just me throwing it out there. What if it's a repeated behavior? And at what point does that change? Does that perspective change? Well, I think if it's repeated, then we have like, you know. Because then how can you not equate that as intentional? Like if we've already if had it's repeated, this conversation. Yeah, it's, I think if it's repeated, yes, it's intentional. But and I think we, on the first. We already like talked about it and it was more so, hey, first we talked about it with feelings. Then I'm learning how to talk to you some more. And then we say, all right, come on. Now we need to figure out what the root cause of it is. Like Chris was saying, let's really dig deep and figure out what this is. What are you not getting? What are you getting? What are, what are we not doing? Do we need more time? Am I not paying attention to you enough? You know, having those uncomfortable conversations. And you then yourself meeting those expectations. Y'all know I'm going No, but some people don't even really know what they want sometimes because they don't even communicate it. That's why you have to be able to ask your mate, what can we do and what can we throw into the situation to remix it? To so if he, all right, so then if he's so what if it's like, all right, let's bring in a girlfriend. What if it's all of these things? I think girlfriend is the wrong. Like, let's not bring in a girlfriend. Let's just bring in a little we, piece of something. How about we just go to the club and just go grab some strange let's grab a off snack the shelf? How about that? Like, you know, like, what about that? Let's just go grab some strange off the shelf, bring it back home, and then you grab know, a snack. Like, you know, let her go home all by her way. Like, not a girlfriend. A yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried that, didn't he? Oh yeah, that didn't work out well. Did or go on vacation. I think a lot of people really underestimate the power of just taking a vacation, a turning off your cell phone, letting the kids go to the babysitter or the grandma house for the or weekend. Go on a vacation and get you a snack there, and then don't nobody know. <laughs> nobody know nobody. Well, Me nobody know about your little <laughs> snack. You could just have you an out of town snack with the, with with Bay, you know. Mm. That's good. Then y'all can go to the hospital together when y'all catch something. <laughs> <laughs> At least they know where they got it from. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't share it, so it's never that's never gonna be an option for me. But I love I love vacation. I love traveling. It's fun. And just going and you know, being with that one special person in Mexico and swimming up to the bar and getting drinks, and you there's so many places where you can go and drink for free. You, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of stuff you can do together as a couple. I just think people get complacent and lazy and don't really even try. But I, I don't like the whole breaking up thing. Stay together. So, and, so, so NJ, NJ Rich says, as a married man, relationships should be a partnership and communication about who you are and what you want is very important. Yes. Communication. Yes. I think everything we talk about revolves back around um, communication. Yeah, Absolutely. Communication. But, pe but people don't talk and people think that they're communicating and they're not really communicating because people are afraid of those uncomfortable conversations. If mm -hmm. you like putting on, I don't know who said it earlier, if you like dressing up and putting on animal suits and pulling out whips and chains and smacking asses, you people are uncomfortable to say that that's their sexual pleasure or their desire. 
So they don't want to communicate that because they don't want to get judged. So then they get in a relationship. They're trying to conform to, to, to their, which is not their norm. They're trying to conform to something else, be something else that they're not. Then they want to explore and say, well, hey, can we have a girlfriend? Or, hey, can I go put on this giraffe uniform and you um, sit on my face? And you're like, well, where all of this come from? I'm going to tell you right now, fellas. That was their desire. That was something, but they suppressed it because people are uncomfortable having those conversations. They don't want to say anything. Fellas, if you are with a woman and you are not comfortable enough with her to express your desires and things that you're interested interested in, she's not the one. Hmm. Um, All right. Can I ask a question? I'm going to ask a very uncomfortable question. A very uncomfortable question. Fellas. It's eight o'clock, ain't it, Mike? Eight, eight o'clock. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh, fellas. Hey, Mike, it's eight. It's eight, no, eight, 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 eight. Mike, it's eight o' one, yeah? You only get one. All right, go ahead, go ahead. 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 Go yeah, I told you. Hell, hell no. I, I, I said, look. That's all I got to say. Do that again to nobody. Like, you need to watch a movie, a video. You need a tutorial. You need to practice on something other than myself. So because you have to If your deepest grazed me one more time, I may <laughs> accidentally punch you in the nose. Like, okay, so that's a you. high probability because them teeth can hurt. No, no. See? Just put and up with walk away. But if it's just if it's just somebody random, who cares? Like you ain't never gonna see well, it. But if okay. it was my wife, then well, you all have I'm to saying have is, it. are you gonna communicate it? Everybody's not comfortable. I mean, say you have to anybody you're going if you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage and you cannot have that conversation, you Wait. are in the wrong place. You need are we talking about with my wife or my girlfriend? Which wait a minute, is it my wife or my girlfriend? Either way, like if, if first of all, first of all, ain't none of us sport dating. If you're dating what? someone, it's with the intentions to be. So if you can't have little conversations to build up mm-hmm. as the relationship grows, then you'll never be able to have that conversation once you are where you need to be. Well, that's a little different though, because my wife, my wife is gonna be professional. The professor didn't answer. Professor, <laughs> have you ever had a slurpee that wasn't quite right? Did you tell Shorty it wasn't right? Um, no, I feel like like uh. Bernie Mac said, he said, man, she tried to do it fucked up, so I tell her, stop. I don't tell her, stop. I just let her do it. She got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> got to learn. Yeah, that's okay. Right. If it's my... <laughs> yeah, you don't tell her no or stop. Yeah, you got to figure this shit out. Got to learn. That's funny. <laughs> we got to figure this out together. I'm sorry, Troy. <laughs> Well, we have no, that's um, funny, but I, I mean, I think in a relationship, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, say, hey, let's let's not do yeah. it like that, let's do it like okay, this. Or just you, you, you got the teeth popping, you, I'm gonna need you to, you know, do some work, or but then also, are you willing as a guy to coach your girl through that situation, or you know, are you willing to say, hey, you know, grab on it like this? You know, open your mouth a little wider. You willing to coach and develop? You know, so the safety can get better. I don't, you know, it requires, and that might be uncomfortable for a guy, but that's something that you have to be willing to do if that's someone that you want to invest in to that capacity. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, you just get a new team player. <laughs> keep the keep the coach, which is me, and get a new player. Yo, put your put your disclaimer up one last time, Mike, before we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
All right, let's let's put a bow on this thing. It's been a very enjoyable night. Uh, Cooling the Gang Show. We are live every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, I definitely want to thank Troya. Uh, we'll never thank you enough every time you come on. Uh, we definitely want to thank you again. And for those of you, hold up, I had all my stuff. Thank ready. you for having me. This is fun. I hope so because, you know, <laughs> it can be a little random over here with these folks. So for those of you who have not or do not know, the answer to intimacy, why men need oral sex and women need to talk, uh, is written by Troya. It is out now. Troya, where can they find the book? On Amazon and on theanswerstoracism.com. Mm. There you go. And also, that is another book. I don't have the picture of that one, though. But yes, tell them about the answers to racism. Um, well, it's a, all of my everything that I write is a book and workbook. It's the answers to racism, discussing and defeating racism in America. Um, and it, it basically is just talking about what racism is and how to overcome it. There you go. Troya Bishop. Troya is fun. She's wonderful. She's intelligent. Um, and we definitely appreciate you for uh, joining in the chaos. And I got, I, I am a man of my word. Like you are a part of the Cooley in the Game family. Um, if you are ever lingering around and we're talking about something and G says some stupid shit and you want to come <laughs> on and set them straight, I'm going to let you in here to set them straight because he always talking crazy. And I, sometimes <laughs> we got to get him by the collar a little bit. Okay. You, know, you know, he don't be acting right. And the professor, you know, I just tell my son, just chill out. He relaxes. So, <laughs> Gee, what's your final thoughts? You ain't never been here at 8 o'clock before, so. Uh, that's a lie. I was here about. That's a lie. That's a lie. Wait a minute. I was here about a week ago for the whole damn show. I don't remember. Yeah, I was here from 6 to 8. Um, and today I was late because I didn't get a text message until damn near 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, oh. No, no, I got my shit didn't come until about six. And then I looked up and I sat in the back for about 15 minutes. I said, fuck that show. And then I, I heard your smart ass talking about um, I'm supposed to be somewhere. I'm probably fishing. And I, 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 I wasn't fishing. Not today. I saw your smart ass thing. So then when I finally got on, I even got in the comment thing and said, yo, and you still didn't put me on. I had to log out and come back in. My so. My apologies. Yeah, don't apologize. Fuck you. Don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, no doubt. Um, sorry I was late though, but I didn't get the message until about six o'clock. So, um, but fuck you anyway, just because. I just want to say uh, I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Um, and fuck you again, Mike. Uh, Mayberry. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm supposed to come in after that. Um. Just drop a fuck you at the end of it, and Mike. Oh my goodness, Mike. Uh, I don't know. Do something you've never done before, like be outside of the box. Don't stay in the box. It's really easy to to play it safe. <clears throat> if we haven't learned anything, literally, I don't want to sound like this, but we only got, you know, one life to live. So live it to your fullest potential, fullest capacity. Do something you've never done. And love on yourself. Can't mm -hmm. be good to anybody else if you don't love that, on you first. Fix that. Yeah. That's like some Pornhub shit. Love on yourself, baby. Guys, say play with yourself. Oh, oh, love love on yourself. Oh, oh, oh. I'm but about if to you say, do play with yourself, ain't nothing wrong with that either. Like Pornhub. Pornhub. Uh, Troya, any final thoughts? 
Um, uh, yeah, what she said, uh, love yourself and each other and stop throwing relationships away. We too old for that. Find you some compassion and just love the hell out of each other. Amen. Okay, girl. Professor. Uh, this was a really good show, man. Like, um, I definitely enjoyed this and I think, I think the audience or the people that were listening, they actually, they definitely got something out of it. Hopefully something they can laugh about, something they can take you know, to their partner and actually have a discussion about, because I think that's what these types of shows should be about. Something that a person can laugh about, but also take back and say, hey, let's discuss this. Let's 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 talk about what's going on, you know, whether it's relationships or it's talking about, you know, how we treat each other as, as human beings. First of all, that, that shit is crazy in itself. Um, and uh, God bless them. Not, good night. And, and <laughs> Don't don't ask me about bringing no girlfriend over. I know that's right. Um, I just you know me, Shannon. You got anything to yell from the kitchen because you couldn't show up work because you wanted to take a nap, but you've been standing here in my face for the last fifteen. Oh, but she 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 could not show up for work for taking a nap, but I can't go fishing. <laughs> okay. All I have to say is again, thank you, Troya. Um, we will Thank say you. something. I like to have good things on when I uh, bring you in. So we're going to continue this uh, relationship we are all building uh, with you. We definitely enjoy having you on. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So we definitely will have you back if you want to come back. I would love to come back. The two hours I told you it was a little bit. My, I just, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, all I can do is apologize. It's all good. Right in. Okay. Um, we can give up mic space. See, that's what I'm talking. All right, let me wrap this up. Thank Troy you, Bishop in the gang. Shout out to uh, AB. Today is her birthday. AB was on the show last week, singer, songwriter. So shout out to AB. Today is her birthday. So the only way to go out is um, letting you know, let the obstacles before you, like NJ Red said, provoke the power within. And uh, we're going to play Duce. See y'all next Tuesday, 6 to 8. You are tuned into the Cooley and the Gang Show on Blockworks Radio. Maybe I came just a little too hard. But you came right on in and stole my heart. Sit it down like I was your only girl. Forever young, I was living in your world. Got too much cash, pressure tight on you. I know I'm not your.